one of the things I hate the most is the phrase, you are not defined by the number on the scale. And this is really just because it's personal. Even myself, I know that phrase. I've told that phrase to other people. But that number on the scale is really powerful. She looks back at you, and if she's not the number that you like, you just think, I am not going to feel good in my clothes. I am just going to be a mess all day. How should I change my eating patterns? And just a string of negative thoughts all start from just that number on the scale. So I also hate that saying. Welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. Hi guys, and welcome back. This podcast is what is the best exercise type for my body? And you know, what's really funny is I tricked you with that title. Instead, we're going to talk a little bit about why I think exercise is so important. And we're going to look at this from the view of a internal medicine physician. And also, I'm going to just say it, my own personal biases. So if you don't know too much about me, I'm going to give you a little bit of background. I am one of those people who loves to exercise. Like I wait all day to exercise. I think about what I'm going to do. I think about how long I'm going to be there. Like I love exercising. And so some people love exercising and for other people, you're either like you love it or you hate it. So for people who don't like exercise, there's a little bit of a challenge because sometimes you've got to get through that, like just to get there, just to get motivated, just to get the gear and go. So there's sort of like two ends of the spectrum. Now, I didn't always start this way, but I will say it started in high school. And I started sort of cheerleading and then playing lacrosse. And then I really, in college, picked up my game and I ran a lot. And I ran and ran and ran. And the the Forrest Gump movie where, like, he runs from, like, one side of the country to the other for a while was very motivating to me. And I think there's this, like, freeing sense in running. And when I was a runner in college was the time where we didn't really have iPhones. And so you left them at home and you went with, I remember running with like a disc man, like this is a long time ago. And that was, that was brilliant because it taught me some of the principles about the reasons why I love exercise and why you should like exercise that we're going to get into in this, in this episode. So then I kind of got into yoga and I think I just, I I was running for like a decade or more and I think I got a little burned out. And so I started doing yoga and did that for a couple of years and really loved the way that it made me feel. And, and they're sneaky because there is definitely some meditation going on in there. Uh, There's lots of meditation going on in there. And, and that was really sort of my first introduction to meditation, although I didn't really know that I was doing it until I started to pick up a meditation practice. Then for years, I did CrossFit, which is really, you know, that high intensity, like jumping, weightlifting, lifting with the cardio. And I, I just, I loved it. I, I, I wish I could still do it, but once we moved, it, it just became honestly too expensive and too time consuming. You have to go to specific classes at specific times. I just like couldn't make it. There was too much traffic and, and I have two little kids. So at the end of the day, I really want to go home and, and see my family. I really don't want to exercise because I I haven't seen my kids all day. 
And then recently I got a Peloton and I swear that thing absolutely changed my life. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that as we go along. So this podcast is a little bit about why you should exercise. What is the best kind of exercise? What it is not is a long list of research on, you know, research on um, exactly what exercise, when to exercise, what's the best, and nor is it really a podcast either on um, diets, because these change all the time. And again, this is really an internal medicine perspective and sort of a personal reflection. So if you really want some straight cutting edge research, you know, from a kinesiologist or people who really specialize in exercise, you might as well just turn this off. So I opened with the saying of you are not defined by the number on the scale. And I really do mean that. So, you know, as a physician, as an internist, the number on the scale is, is actually kind of meaningless in, in some ways. Your BMI is slightly more helpful, but we also know that BMI is not perfect. There's lots of numbers that make up your health um, and, and things that make up your health that aren't numerical, such as your, you know, your constant mood, your productivity, your satisfaction in life, those kinds of things. But in terms of numbers, we also want to look at your blood pressure, your um, A1C, which is a marker for prediabetes, um, your cholesterol. And so there's so many things that make up uh, what is healthy for you that really want you to ditch the number on the scale. And you just have to say it over and over and over again. And one of the things I really try to do is not be excessive. So I really try and weigh myself once a day, some people for for them that's excessive, but really don't do it more than that. Do it in the morning, move it, and then move on because your weight's going to fluctuate during the day and it is just unnecessary stream of thoughts to think about what your number is like later on in the day. So before I get into kind of the juicy things like why should you exercise and what's the best exercise, I want to talk about what is your goal in exercising. And you really have to think about what's your goal in exercising, not like why should I exercise or when should I exercise, but like what is your goal? So I'm going to start off with three things that should not be your goal. And I know that kind of sounds like negative, but I really think it was important to open with things that it should not be because I think as a society, these three things tend to be things that people want to exercise for. And I think we need to just like crumple them up and chuck them out the window. So number one is weight loss. Number one is weight loss. So really, really important is that exercise is really not for weight loss. In fact, I said this wasn't going to be about research and etc. But, you know, lots of research shows that if you want to lose weight, you really have to change your diet. And again, I'm not going to go into what diet's the best because those change almost every day. And keeping up the literature is really hard for me that I don't really want to get into that. But you're not going to lose weight by just exercising. It's really going to be your diet. Now, exercise is good for weight management and for many, many other things that may keep you motivated, but the majority of weight is going to come from changing your diet. All right, reason number two not to exercise is to achieve your ideal body physique. And again, this might be shocking to some people, but let's talk about what your ideal body physique is. To me, your ideal body physique is just like slightly out of your control. It's something that's really kind of hard to obtain and you have to focus really, really hard to get that ideal physique. 
Now, there's a couple times, I guess I'll say this is probably okay. If you have a big milestone coming up, like it's your 40th birthday, it's your 50th birthday, whatever. You've got a big milestone. I get it. You really want to push weddings. Weddings are huge. Who doesn't want to look absolutely perfect or and their best on their wedding day? But that's the thing about your wedding day. You... You always joke that you're never going to look more beautiful than that day. And that ideal physique that's just slightly out of your reach is really hard to get. And I would say that trying to get there is really on the excessive spectrum. And it's probably not necessary. And it's not necessary because it doesn't mean you are perfectly healthy. Now, if this is your job, if you're a fitness instructor, if you are, you know, in the fitness um, world, if you're a coach, if you're a dietitian, if you're, you know, I get it. It's a little different. You want to have an ideal physique all the time. And you probably, you know, in all honesty, have a lot of time to focus on that because that's your job. And you sort of think about it all day and you get really good at it. But for the majority of humans, achieving this slightly out of reach ideal physique for forever is probably not necessary unless you really, really, really want this, you have to divulge and give so much dedication to it, so much time, so much love. Like it has to be high on your priority list to have this ideal physique all the time. And again, if this is not your job, your primary source of income, you might have other things that are on your priority list, like your family, your children, um, traveling, whatever it is, you know. And so again, I, I think that's why achieving your ideal body physique should not be a reason to exercise. I also think that this can kind of like backfire on you. Like if you do it for a while, you start to get really angry at like eating the same sorts of like, you know, eggs and chicken, grilled chicken and things. And you kind of almost might backfire on you if you spend so much time doing that. And I think it can also lead to excessive thinking, excessive thoughts about food in your body that are probably unhealthy. I think overthinking about those things and creating those neuronal firing mechanisms can ultimately be somewhat damaging. So again, there's there's a lot of reason why I don't think that this is a good reason for you to exercise. My third and last reason not to exercise is to um, to, to, to sort of be, to compare yourself to somebody, uh, who, what they look like, and want to be, look exactly like them. Now, you're probably going to say, of course, I don't want to do that, but it's really hard not to look at someone who may be the same, you know, height or build as you um, or or et cetera, and, and say like, I'm going to exercise because I want to look better than that person or just like that person. And that's just complete garbage because there's lots of things that you can cannot account for, such as genetics, such as someone's lifestyle, such as the environment, just so many things that you can't account for besides the pure fact that comparison is the thief of joy. Like comparison is the thief of joy. And so doing it because you're comparing yourself to somebody that you might see on social media or again, a friend or a family member, this is absolutely not a reason to exercise. So those are my big three that I really want you to kind of take away with. Don't exercise to lose weight. It helps. It helps you maintain weight loss, but it's not going to be the thing that helps you lose. And we're talking like you know, a significant amount of weight, like 20 pounds or more. Don't do it to achieve your ideal body physique on a daily basis. And don't do it if you are comparing yourself to somebody that you want to look just like, because it's just not attainable. So you're like, all right, Heather, do you, is there any reasons I should exercise? Heck yeah, I, I love exercising. And I made a list of like a lot of things. So I'm going to stick to the ones that are recurring themes that kept coming up again and again. So number one is productivity. 
I'm a real believer, and there's definitely research on this as well, that exercise helps you be more productive. I mean, it just clears the slate and it gives you a minute to sort of like reset. People who exercise are often more satisfied at their jobs, they're more satisfied in their lives, and it's really a form of self-care. And I struggled with this a lot myself. Taking time out of my day to exercise feels very selfish. Like I could be doing so many other things and I usually set aside 45 minutes to 60 minutes and on the times that it's real tight, 30 minutes. But, you know, you think, gosh, I'm I'm like being so selfish right now. Uh, You know, someone could be paging me or I probably should answer an email or, you know, I should even be, maybe I should have driven my kids to school and, and lingered a little bit longer. But all of that is really just negative self-talk and unnecessary guilt. In fact, taking that time out to exercise is going to make you just zone in for the rest of the day, be super productive, come home and really be like an active member of your family because you have had that time to recharge and just re-energize and refocus. So productivity is a big reason why you should exercise. I would say almost any successful person on the planet probably has some kind of exercise regimen. And it's not so that they could achieve their ideal body physique. It's just because it makes them really freaking productive. Number two is self-love. So when you exercise, you start to just kind of take inventory of some of your body that you just maybe go about your whole day never really thinking about, you know, like your calves or like your core muscles. I mean, we are so inclined to just keep sitting at desks. We're so inclined to just sit in the car that exercising really gives you an ability to sort of like feel your body and be in your body. I mean, that sounds you know, kind of silly to say out loud, but it's really true. It's a really good opportunity to take inventory of just how you are feeling. And and that kind of turns into that sort of self-love because you start to get to know yourself a little bit more intimately. You kind of know um, what your you you what your strengths are. You learn to watch the, your gains. You know, it's really cool to be able to lift a little bit more and to have a PR, right? Your personal record. It's cool to get a PR in your class. It's cool to get a PR in your deadlift, etc. And you sort of watch yourself build on yourself. And in a way, then you're really only competing against yourself, which is great. Um, and it's really motivating. And so that really kind of, I think, fuels you to, to kind of want to be like the best version of yourself, like as cliche as it sounds, like really, that comes from exercising, I think. All right, number three is alone time. We all need alone time. And in the first you know, goal. The the first reason I was talking about why you should exercise, which is productivity. You know, we talked about that internal dialogue of there could be so many other things that you are doing, but alone time is just like absolutely necessary. And also something that we let slide a lot, especially I think as women, we let slide a lot. We tend to be caregivers for so many people. We tend to, you know, be really attentive to our work and our to-do lists that to have some alone time where we're not actually actively working or taking care of people is really hard. But this alone time is going to teach you and give you that uh, that ability to have to fill up your like emotional cup. So this is actually something I got from my husband. He talks a lot about, you know, empathy because uh, he works with nurses who are just chronically, you know, deprived of empathy because they, they, they give it out so much. If you don't take time to fill up your own cup, then you can't give back to other people. 
I may have gotten that one wrong, but he's not here. So it goes a little bit like that. And I think you kind of get the idea. You need to put on your own oxygen mask first before you put on other people's. And that is really hard to do in practice. But exercise, if it's something you love, if it's something that's fun or something that you want to learn to love, this is a really great alone time. Number four is I actually, as I've gotten a little bit older and as I've done a little bit more types of exercise, all types of exercise, I really find exercise to be meditative and not like the yoga kind where you're breathing in through your nostrils and out through your mouth. Oh, that's good. But meditating is a time where you check in, you're present and you let those thoughts that come into your head, you know, drift away and you try to really kind of have this Zen where you're not dominated by just random thoughts. And that's what happens when you exercise. Like, have you ever noticed when you exercise, you don't know what you were thinking for the last like 15 or 20 minutes other than like, this is hard. I want to die <laughs> if you're exercising really hard. But besides for that, it's really meditative. You kind of get in this really present zone. You really feel very in tune with your body because you're using it. And that to me is like meditative. Now I'm also starting to develop, to develop my own meditative practice, but like it's hard. And so, but I do, as I'm starting to practice to meditate and while I'm exercising, I'm finding a lot of similarities. Okay. A reason number five, exercise kind of helps you achieve like fun life goals. And that's what life should be about. We make goals in terms of work. We make goals in terms of our family lives, but like making just life goals is fun. So recently my friend and I decided to sign up for a half marathon and I was a runner for many, many years and ran lots of marathons and even excitedly ran the Boston marathon, but I haven't run that long in a really long time. So, you know, we decided to do a half marathon together and it's just like fun to like call her and she's across the country and we're doing the same thing and we're going to achieve this goal like as we're getting closer to a certain age and it's really fun it's like a life goal it gives you something outside of work in your personal life in you know in terms of your family your nuclear family that you can kind of focus on it gives you sort of a distraction from the things those everyday mundane things that kind of get us down you know so you can achieve really fun goals so running that whether it's at 5k or it's a triathlon or like it's that ballroom dancing competition right like whatever it is it's so uniquely you and it's so fun and and, and you shouldn't take it that seriously like unless you're going to the Olympics, which most of us aren't, you know, it should just be something fun where you're kind of competing against yourself or you're doing it with a friend and you're kind of forming some kind of support in some community. And so it's really just like elevating you to that next level. So number six is community. So community is really like what, you know, I think about CrossFit because um, if you've ever done CrossFit, you know, it's sort of a kind of like a community type of exercise and you do lots of um, team exercises, you do all sorts of things together and then people really form friendships. In fact, a lot of my friends in my life came from different CrossFits that I joined um, and it's that community. So everyone says, oh, you drank the CrossFit Kool-Aid. Now they say, oh, you drink the Peloton Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid. Like it's fun. It's okay. It's just Kool-Aid. Just drink it. It's fun. And in that community, it shouldn't be frowned upon. It shouldn't be made to see be seen as something that's like cultish or bad. It's, it's just really fun. And I think that people say that on the outside because they just like don't know what's on the inside. But it's okay to have that community because again, it's 
It's really fun. It's a, it's an accountability thing. It's also a personal driver type of thing. Um, and there's just so much great things that come out of a community of, of people exercising. So I told you a little bit about how I got a Peloton and a colleague of mine recommended to me and it, it just absolutely did. It, it changed my life because of time and, and being in a bigger city. And even on something that I do in the basement, you feel like you're part of a community because you can join some Facebook groups, you can make friends online. And, and it's, and it's really true. Like having, you know, knowing that like your friend is working out the same time you are in their basement, it, it definitely makes it seem more, like just interactive. So, you know, you could say drink the cool it for anything, you know, whether it's bar classes or whether it's uh, golfing, like people get really into their things and like, that's okay. That what's what makes them exciting. That's what starts conversations, you know, in, in at holiday parties in random stores. That's why people make connections over things that they do and that they love. So, you know, buy the gear, put the bumper stickers on your car, like be proud of your thing because it's, it's it's totally cool. And that's what was a reason that I think you should exercise and why it's really fun. Okay, guys. So, so let's kind of bridge into like, what exercise should I do? And I get asked this question a lot as an internist. And again, there's various different types of answers you could have, but it really kind of depends. It depends on your level, where you are when you enter. It depends on what interests you. It depends on your chronic conditions. So again, it depends. But I'm going to kind of give you my five things that I recommend to kind of help point you towards like what exercise is best for you. Because clearly I've done a broad spectrum from yoga to um, CrossFit, you know, I really kind of have done the spectrum. So here's what I got for you. Number one, do what you love. Do not do something that you don't like because it gave somebody else a body kind of physique that you think is ideal or one of your friends really likes something like do what you love. And, you know, some people love a lot of different things. Some people only like certain things and some people need to kind of dabble to find out what they like. So a, a lot of my patients really loved Orange Theory, and I don't know if you have this in your town, but and I've never done Orange Theory, but I kind of got the idea that it's a little bit similar but less intense than CrossFit. There's like some cardio, there's weights, um, and it's and it's pretty kind of structured. So people really loved that. Um, but if you like to, you know, run, if you like to swim, swimming is great for people who have maybe arthritis or who who have bad knees or etc. Because it's it's low impact. So you've got to do what you love. And it may be ballroom dancing. It may be who knows. But you do what you love because you're only going to do it if you like it. Number two, break a sweat. So yeah, break a sweat. So even if you love walking, like my sister who loves shout outs on my podcast is like an insane walker. She also happens to be like 5'9". She'll say she's shorter than that, but she's like north of 5'9". Definitely breaks a sweat when she's walking. And it is, it's just sort of a signal that you're getting your heart rate up to the point where you can, you know, actually sort of metabolize and um, do good with the exercise that you're doing. It kind of shows a level of intensity. So I do kind of want you to break a sweat. Now, it doesn't have to be full on dripping, but if you love that, do it. But you should just kind of break a sweat. If you are doing sort of like graded exercise, which means you are just new, 
you're starting out, let's say you have chronic fatigue or some other type of chronic medical condition, you would do what I call graded exercise, which is just start where you are. And that could be just a five minute walk around your block. I have plenty of patients who needed to just start with five minutes of exercise a day and that's okay. So start where you are and then gradually increase it by finding what you like and then getting super into the Kool-Aid. Okay. All right, number three, do it often. So you really should make exercise a habit. You should integrate it into your lifestyle. You should find ways that you can do it um, almost without thinking. And that can be really hard. So I know this personally as a mom of two little kids and a full-time employee and a physician, like it has been really hard to do it consistently. And we are all not short of excuses. So the number one excuse usually is time. We don't have any time. And I have recently started to exercise in the morning at like 6 a.m. And for any of you that know me, that has really been hard. But it helps that I like to exercise. And I did, I will highly recommend the book that I read, which is called The Morning Miracle. It really motivated me to get up and exercise. And I feel like a million bucks because I don't have that anxiety throughout the day of like, when will I exercise? What should I eat now? Because I want to exercise. Well, should I exercise now? Go home and exercise? Should I do it in the basement? But then the kids will bother me. Or gee, I'm such a bad mom because I'm going to go exercise at five o'clock and then I'm not going to come to six. You understand. And you may not be in the same boat as me, but there's no shortage of reasons why time is a big reason people do not exercise. So really from a not morning person whatsoever. Starting to exercise in the morning has been a complete game changer. I also do it in my basement, which again, I said I have a Peloton. It is not in my like modern trillion dollar home. It's literally in my basement, but I get up, I do it. It's exciting. I feel great. And and again, you've really got to try to make it a habit. So there's multiple ways that you can do that, but you need to do it often. Money is another thing that it's hard for people to sort of exercise. Gym memberships are really costly and nowadays they're like also north of like a hundred and something bucks to be a member somewhere. So there are ways that you can do it for free. You can always do like YouTube. You can do it in your basement. You can set up a yoga mat down there. You can do remote classes. There's lots and lots of options nowadays to exercise at home and to find the time to do it. So again, you can kind of use those two excuses and throw them out the window. Also, I, I think I used to love to run when I was a college and med student because running is pretty much free. Like you just need a pair of sneakers and like a couple of clothes. So running is great because running is usually free. Now, if it's freezing cold out, it's not ideal. I don't want you to slip and fall, but there's lots of things that are definitely less costly. Whereas if you go up to more expensive things, you know, it can get really, you can get, you can get up there, but if you're vested and it's what you love and that's what you want to spend your money on, that's also probably a good sign that you're going to do it and do it often. Number four, add some weights. So again, going from a completely cardio person to doing CrossFit, like weight training is really important. Weight training is probably going to be the thing that changes your physique. So if you really want, you know, muscles, if you want tone, if you want um, a strong core, uh, you really got to add some weights. Now, again, just like everything else, this can be variable. If you want to be a weightlifter, then Obviously, you want to go heavy and etc. But even if you just add a couple of, uh, you know, handheld dumbbells to whatever you do when you're doing squats or doing, you know, arm exercises, etc. Even if you're walking, you know, add some weights. Weights are also so, so good for your bones. They're going to build that muscle tone. They're going to help you 
increase your resting metabolic rate, which is going to over time keep your weight down and help you maintain any weight loss that you have had. So add some weights. Don't be afraid. You're not going to bulk up. I think in heading into 2020, we kind of know that's not true. Women are not going to bulk up, but just a friendly reminder. Number five, brag about it, post about it, talk about it, and make it your jam. Like make it your thing. Make it the thing that once you want to wake up in the morning and do, that you want to talk to all your friends about, that you want to go and sign up for a race for. Like make it your jam. That is what is going to make you the happiest about your body, about your weight, about your life. It's going to make you productive. It's going to just make you feel like a million bucks. So make it your thing. Like drink the Kool-Aid as much as you want, whatever flavor. So those are my top five things on what you should do. Depends on your level, do what you love. Number two, break a sweat. Number three, do it often. Number four, add weights. And number five, brag about it. Okay, guys, that's all I got for today. I hope this was really helpful. I appreciate so much when people leave good reviews or if they like this podcast because it helps other women listen to it. I've got tons of really great interviews lined up for the rest of this season. I'm really committed to making sure to get out a podcast every two to three weeks for you. And if you have topics that you want me to talk about, please, please let me know. I really love this community and this community that we're building together. And I thank you so much for your support because again, I sort of do this in my spare time because I love women's health and I'm so passionate about motivating people um, from where I sit and the knowledge that I have gained over the years and just all the gaps that I see. So Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.